This is Joy Wagner, and on this episode of the podcast, God's Truth, My Hope, we're going to talk a little bit about fathers. For those of us in the United States and in the UK and Canada, uh, we celebrate Father's Day this coming Sunday. There's actually several countries who celebrate it on a different time of the year. I am really thankful for my father. He has been serving the Lord in a full-time capacity for 56 years. I'm very thankful for his example of faithfulness to the Lord and to our family and to the people that God has called him to serve. For some of you, Father's Day is a very difficult day. Maybe you're very close to your father and you're watching him suffer with a debilitating illness. Or perhaps he's passed away. For others, you've had a difficult relationship with your father, so Father's Day is kind of a tough reminder of some of those deep wounds. Whatever your emotions are about Father's Day, this year, maybe let's shift the focus from our earthly fathers to our heavenly father, who is perfect in all of his ways. So what do good fathers do? One thing is that a good father or mother teaches their children. From the time that the parents bring their child home from the hospital, they're constantly teaching them things by word and by example. Maybe your father taught you how to catch a ball. My father tried, but I I think he soon found out how pointless his efforts were for me with anything athletic, not because of his lack of teaching skills, but because of my lack of ability. But maybe your father taught you athletic skills, or maybe he taught you how to get a job or balance a budget. Maybe your father taught you things that are much more important, like how to love God, how to love other people, how to be involved in your local church. A good father is constantly teaching his children. God, our perfect heavenly father, is also constantly teaching us. He teaches us through the word, through the Holy Spirit, through godly counsel, and even through circumstances that come up in our lives. He teaches us about himself. He teaches us about ourselves. And he teaches us what our relationship should be like with those around us. Isaiah 48, 17. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldst go. I guess the question we have to ask ourselves is since God is the perfect teacher, do we have a teachable spirit? Are we willing to learn as we sit at his feet? Another aspect that a good father does is to discipline his children when they make wrong choices. Now, no father or mother enjoys the discipline process, but they know that this is what is best for the child so that they understand that there are consequences when we all make bad decisions. Now, our earthly fathers don't always get the correction right. Sometimes it's too harsh and sometimes it's too soft. But God, our perfect heavenly father, always disciplines his children perfectly for the purpose of of our own growth. Hebrews 12 describes the discipline that God gives to us 
when it says in verse 7, If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? So down to verse 9, he says, Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But he, that's God our Father, for our profit, that we might be partakers in his holiness. We don't like the discipline measure, but this verse tells us that God's plan for us, even in the discipline process, is to make us more like himself. So do we buck under the discipline that God, our perfect father, gives to us? Or do we yield our will to his? Good fathers also love to spend time with their children. Maybe he's folding his long legs underneath the miniature table so he can have a very elegant tea party with his daughter in the family room. Or maybe he's going to build a snow fort out in the backyard. God, our Heavenly Father, delights to spend time with us. Oh, we don't deserve it. That the God of the universe would want to hear from us? That's just a gift of his grace. But we have the privilege of talking to him in prayer. Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And there's many other passages in the Bible that talk about our privilege in prayer. And then God communicates to us through his word and through the Holy Spirit. In James 4, 8, It says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. So are we doing our part to spend time with him since he delights to hear from us? What a special thing when a father comforts his child. My friend told me that when her son was three or four, there was a huge storm when he was lying in his bed one night. And he was so afraid, he was shaking, and he was crying. His father went into the room and picked him up and held him close to himself. As soon as the child felt those loving arms of his father, all the shaking stopped and all of his fears were gone because he could rest in the love and the shelter that his father was providing for him. You know, God loves to do the same for us. Psalm 103.13, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. That concept of pity there really means have compassion on. God holds us in his comforting arms in the midst of our great hurts. There's another verse in Psalms that says he puts our tears in a bottle. What does that mean? It means that our tears are important enough to him, that he wants to Take those from us and comfort us in the midst of our hurts. We all know of fathers who have made tremendous sacrifices in order to provide for the needs of their families. Maybe your father took on a couple of jobs. Or maybe he gave up some things that he would have liked for himself because he had to think of what was best for the family. God Our Heavenly Father provides for the needs of His children. Now, that doesn't mean that 
he's going to give us every whim that we have in a given moment. But he knows what is best for us, and he will always provide the things that we really need. Matthew seven eleven, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? God's greatest sacrifice was to meet our greatest need. That sacrifice, of course, was his own son, Jesus Christ, who came to the earth, lived a perfect life, and then died on the cross and rose again in order to provide salvation from our sin, which was our greatest need. Perhaps you have never had that moment where you have received that good gift. I would urge you to do that today. And that is that you would admit that you are a sinner and you cannot save yourself. And then you would put your complete faith in the only one who can save you, and that is Jesus himself. You'd confess or and repent of that sin, turning your back on that sin and turning toward Christ as our only way of salvation. Then we have the promise that we can really be God's children and have a relationship with him both in this life and for all of eternity. So please make that important decision even today. And for those of us who have already received Christ as our Savior, let's rejoice in the fact that God provides our needs. Let's not fret and be filled with anxiety but remember that he wants to provide for us. Whatever your experience is with your earthly father, let's choose to meditate and rejoice in the amazing love of our perfect heavenly father. 1 John 3, 1 Behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons and daughters of God.